Alleluia, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed, Alleluia. May I speak in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome. Now, before you think I have the wrong season, we can't have Easter without Christmas. And in John's Gospel, right at the very beginning, it is the darkness that dances with the light. For John, darkness and light are significant. That wonderful narrative, light and darkness, the word, light and life of the world. And we are told that the light shines in the darkness but the darkness has not understood it. Darkness is significant in the scripture. Jacob wrestles with an angelic opponent by night. Nicodemus comes to Jesus at night. On the night of Judas's betrayal of Jesus, upon receiving the bread of the Passover from Jesus, we are told that he went out and it was night. And Mary, Mary Magdalene, going to the tomb of Jesus early on the first day of the week, and we are told it was dark. Mary had been with Jesus all the way. She had seen lives made new, bodies healed, eyes opened. She had heard the complaining of the disciples the criticism of the religious leaders. She had seen how the crowds had adored him and rulers hated him. And she had stood under the cross as they killed him and her heart was broken. So she went to anoint his body and it was still dark. And yet, when it was dark, God was at work on her behalf. He was making a way where there seemed to be no way. And this morning, while it was still dark, I woke to hear the news of the explosions in Sri Lanka. And many of us ha will have news of friends, of those who were worshiping, now locked down in hotel rooms and in cathedrals. But where have the other dark places in the world been this year? The death of children in Syrian refugee camps, young people who have died on the streets of this city to violent crime, the darkness of those who were killed at prayer while in Christchurch, New Zealand, the dust and the debris of Notre Dame Cathedral, or the political uncertainty of this nation. 
I wonder where the dark places have been in your life this year. Illness, bereavement, unemployment, money worries or family breakdown. Often it is in these places when hope seems to have failed, where fear draws close. Easter, however, proclaims to us afresh that fear and death are no more. Terror does not have the last word. God has spoken of life and hope. Even when it is still dark, God is at work. Goodness is stronger than evil. Light is stronger than darkness. Love is stronger than hate. Life is stronger than death. Victory is ours through him who loves us, through him who died on the cross and was raised to new life. That is the hope of Easter. Over the coming days, I am sure that we will hear stories of terror, of the events of the last few hours in Sri Lanka. Things economically and politically will continue to go up and down. One problem may be overcome, but another will seem to rush in. But the message of Easter is that God has stepped in and has changed the world. Women were the first witnesses to the resurrection, and they pointed to a new reality where death had been defeated, but also that Jesus was doing new things. The primary witnesses to the resurrection were those who were marginal in the culture, those who were on the edges of society of that day, women and the poor. The resurrection of Jesus is for everyone, but most of all for those on the margins the poor, the despairing, the abandoned, and the forgotten. The hope of the resurrection is that in our dark places, the light of life has broken through to reveal the hope which holds us here and now. The crucifix in the midst of the ashes and darkness of Notre Dame Cathedral speaks of the light of hope which the darkness will not put out. It promises a time when God will make all things new, where he will wipe away the tears from every eyes, where death shall be no more, nor sorrow, nor crying, when there will be no more pain, for the former things will have passed away. The resurrection holds us now in this present moment, waiting for that day. But the resurrection also asks us a question. Whom do you seek? The women were looking in the wrong place for the wrong thing. They were looking for Jesus amongst the dead, when they should have been looking for the living Lord. They were looking among the tombs, when Jesus was concerned with life. 
I sometimes wonder if we would prefer our God to be among the dead. A dead God never makes demands on us. A dead God never challenges us. He never gets in the way of what we want to do. A dead God doesn't ask for our time or our money. He doesn't ask us to help with the poor or to tell others about him. But equally, a dead God can never heal our hearts. He can't lift our spirit or fill us with joy. He can't hear our prayers or speak to our soul. Above all, a dead God will never give us hope in death. But this morning, we proclaim a living Lord Jesus, and he wants us to know that he wants us to know him. He wants to turn our sorrow into joy. He wants us to wrestle with him, to weep with him, to rejoice with him. He wants to heal us. He wants to give us hope and a future. He wants to turn our death to life. In her darkness, Mary is ministered to, and Jesus calls her to go and tell. And what is she to proclaim? She is to proclaim that Jesus is alive. Death is no more. No longer must we live in darkness. The light has come. She was to proclaim hope. The light of life has come into the world and the darkness will not overcome it. Alleluia, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia.